Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Cosmic Crit. This is your Game Master and Pawncaster, Patrick. Happy to have this episode get out to you this week. PaizoCon is over, and if you're like me, you're excited about some of the sneak peeks, the space leaks, and the other bits of info that Rob McCreary and the rest of the Starfinder dev team let out over a few streams in the last week. So we got an inside look at the upcoming Starship Operations Manual, which is going to include a lot of rules that people have hoped for uh, since day one of Starfinder. A lot of background for Starship foundries and, and lines of ships, so you can create your Millennium Falcon-style ship with a backstory as cool as its stats now. Uh, I, of course, want to mention real quick, I'm very excited to hear about the release of 2021's Starship Rulebook Galaxy Exploration Manual, or the GEM, I'm sure it's going to be known as, like last year's Calm. Uh, I think this will be another great tool for Starfinder GMs, players as well, but really the GMs to be able to plot a course through their own galaxies and really flesh out planets and stuff like that. We, of course, got a tease there that there's going to be an upcoming playtest soon as well for a new class. Now, whether that's going to be in the gym or some other publication, it's too soon to say as they are going to get the feedback and kind of tweak the class. But yeah, we here on the podcast are very excited to, to hear about it, to get to play around with it. So here's hoping for some kind of Space Ranger or Alien Landscape Explorer class that we will get to play with very soon. Last announcement is the latest bonus content for the Patreon. Uh, Cosmic Crit Patreon is launching this week with the GM Crit Chats feature, as voted on you, the fans. If you want to hear me uh, talk about GMing and Starfinder, with friends and, and, and Paizo folk and other GMs, then all you need to do is join at the $5 tier or above and get ready to download. We don't speak nearly enough about the Patreon. You know, we, we should speak about it more here, but I just want to thank everyone out there that has supported us over the last year now. Those funds are really important in well, we've upgraded our audio quality over the last year and uh, we've been able to give out more free stuff like at CritterCon 3 and give out more prizes, which I'm, I'm always very excited about. Uh, the next big goal that we're going to have for the Patreon in the $500 range is going to knock people's socks off. So get ready to sign up today to be a part of that. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's intro. We have another real long episode this week coming in just under two hours. If you like these long episodes, let us know in the Discord. I honestly try for about an hour of content, and then things seem to go long quite often. So, uh, yeah, give it, give us some feedback. And, yeah, get ready for more mayhem in Ultranius with this week's episode, episode 137, which we call... Echo 7 killed the radio star. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Get ready to drop into a hostile ring of alien death as we are going assault rifle heavy against the Covenant in this week's episode of Halo Cosmic Combat Evolved. This is your GM here welcoming you back, your gunnery major of the UN Space Command. And this week, I'm sending a Spartan chief to assist the SDF in their mission to beat back the swarm. Riding shotgun, 
with a shotgun, and my warthog are my five friends and your players. To my right, she's faster than a banshee mid-flight. It's Rebecca rolling with a zinnia. Hello. Across from her, a digital construct that may be an ally or may want to blow you up. It's Drew delivering Echo 7. Echo 743, penitent spark tangent thing. <laughs> That's his name. To my right, this shield-wielding grunt is a little harder to take down than a normal ungoy. It's uh, Tyler dredging up Devasho. Hello, Patrick. Across from him, ready to slice you in half with an energy sword. It's Jabert, plain as dressed. Uh, grunt, grunt. And why across the digital table, this little bean pod is about to flood your senses with a trick attack. It's Miles mixing it up with sprouts. Good evening. Plant references there. Who are you guys? Uh, pretty good. Been like 20 years since Halo came out, right? Somewhere in there. Yeah, almost. Uh, 2001, I think. Sounds about right. It was Xbox, like original Xbox. Yeah. Oh, gee. Was that a launch title? Yes. Or maybe it wasn't a launch title. It was fairly close. It was close actually to it. It was yeah. actually announced as a Mac game first. But I recall that, and the and the cover really did look like PC game. If you if you recall, I mean, there's a, it's it's funny um, going through some of the the kind of lineage of what games were announced as. Um, there was one like kind of Chinese democracy game that was called like like, like yeah, that never came out yeah. called Two Human but it was originally announced for the Dreamcast and came out on the 360. Yeah. Uh, that's a Guns N' Roses reference uh, for yeah. uh, for anybody out there who is too young to remember that Guns N' Roses was a thing. For anybody out there that is currently considered cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> probably don't know what Chinese democracy is. Bungie was a longtime Mac developer for Marathon and a Myth mm. and uh, and then they got bought by Microsoft and never yep. made a Mac game again. <laughs> a lot of a lot of their games that like very few people that I've ever spoken with have played before. But uh, a lot of references in their ongoing games. Uh let's let's stop talking about Halo. I have not played that game probably since 2001. Uh and let's talk about our game. Are you guys ready to jump back in? Oh man, I haven't played this game in like seven days. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. You got to get back into the swing of things. Uh, we have a potentially fairly long episode. I will warn you because before we get to the action, we need to do a few things. First off, last week you guys rescued a burning building full of folk and managed to tank like a CR six or seven encounter with no casualties. And because of that, you guys leveled up to level four. Yes, indeedy. So we are going to first start, like uh, we often do, talking real quick about leveling up your player characters. Kind of see what you get at this point in the campaign. It's different for most every class. And even when you guys play the same class, you probably pick different things. So um, I'm excited about this because a lot of your decisions, I don't feel like you talked about openly some of them are secret even from me so i'll be hearing these for the first time with our audience uh, who wants to start this week i'll go since i don't have a ton that happens uh, at level four for a soldier uh so echo seven gets a new combat feat uh so he has chosen mobility uh to <laughs> because i got wrecked by a an attack of opportunity last week and it's happened a few times in this season uh i'm pretty sure the uh, the little tiny robot uh that we fought in the prison uh aoa'd me and uh or aoa'd me and uh yeah it's time to start getting a little ac boost for those excellent that's a pretty easy one uh who is next uh, i'll go rebecca uh first operative 
Yeah, as an operative, um, of course, I get debilitating trick, uh, which means that I can now make a target uh, off target or flat footed for the entire party for the entire round, which is very exciting. And I cannot wait. And with two operatives, we're going to be a power team. Um, And then uh, for my operatives exploit, I chose inoculation. And inoculation uh, basically just boosts my fort saves against... um, poison and disease, but I thought that it kind of lent some flavor and being a, um, a, a biologist, she would, uh, Zinni would probably, uh, know something about, you know, biochem or you're, something. You're and developing like to- serums <laughs> just for yourself and not sharing them with your teammates. Hey, I mean, Only that's you totally on brand for Zinnia. So, um, so anyway, so that's, that's what I did for my exploit. And I did want to mention too, that I bumped her ranks in intimidate after last episode <laughs> because she's been taking notes from Devasho and she felt really powerful when she <laughs> screamed at that lady to give her her baby. <laughs> give me your baby. Give me your Baby, <laughs> give me a baby. I want the uh, baby. The Basho has kids. Even, even he was terrified. Absolutely. <laughs> Basho's like shoveling him over to Zinnia. Here, just yeah. take five of mine. Here, I got a bond. I have eleven or whatever. Oh, uh, who's next? Oh, I, I guess I can go. I was just chatting. Uh, so two cool things. Uh, first off, I'm gonna remind some. I'm actually gonna we're gonna rewind a bit to level three because I took a feat at level three. That activates now. Right. Yes, that level three. I took get improved unarmed combat, and what that does is it increases the the damage dice you do for unarmed t- attacks. And the shield is considered an unarmed attack. So normally, when I hit with the shield, it's one d three damage, but that damage potential doubles now, in a way, to one d six. So that's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, double that damage dice up. Yeah, so a higher uh, max potential there, which I'm very excited about. Now you're like Uh, a level one Solarian. I know, right? (laughs) But you have a shield. (laughs) Um, And then second, I get a new limit break or... Stellar Revelation. Uh, Final Fantasy VII referencing (laughs) this show. Uh, Sorry, sorry. which uh, I and so I chose Gravity Hold, uh, mm. which is going to be a very fun ability, and I'm looking forward to using that. Is that indeed a Zenith ability? No, that's just a regular old revelation. Oh, so, so it's not like a limit break. It's not like a, a turn three thing you can do. No, it's just something okay. I can just I can just do standard action. Oh, okay, interessante. Fun. Uh, Miles Jabert, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go. Miles, operative dos numero it's, dos. I mean, it's a pretty quiet level for me this time well, besides debilitating it yeah, i was about to say you guys i'm uh, yeah really but i mean it's, it's already been now. discussed <laughs> yeah. so i mean what what did you take as your trick uh i took exploit night vision uh which allows me full-on dark vision with a range of 60 feet i it's it's always in the campaign been helpful to have low light or dark vision and while sprouts has low light we've been in pure dark a couple times and i would like for him not to be hindered by that if it comes up again or if it just gives him a bonus i i I tend to always like my characters to have the ability to see in the dark so well yeah remy remy had it uh, eventually after he upgraded his goggles and stuff and yeah i mean he he even started with infrared and low light so i mean it's just something i've always uh liked and even though it's not you know super fancy it's it's definitely just a quality of life thing i wanted for my character oh it's pretty good for a ranged character in in general uh excellent what about last but not least a trust 
aka a Jibbert. Oh, I got level two spells. Ah, uh, level oh. four is huge for spellcasters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, in my uh, my mystic sort of connection spell is uh, sort of like the one I get each time I get access to a new level of spells is summon creature. Um, so for the warmonger connection, uh, it gets uh, that spell sort of gets a few upgrades. Um, so in addition, last time we leveled up, I talked about uh, summon reinforcements, uh, which allows me to sort of cast that spell as a standard action if I spin an RPA. Um, and so since now I have access to the level two version of that, I can cast the level two version and uh, summon, if I choose to summon like multiple enemies, like of the, as though I were casting the lower version, um, they each sort of get a buff to their saves, their AC and their attack bonuses. So sort of like encourages me to uh, go for those like slightly weaker summons, but like sort of buffs them up just a little bit. You're eventually going to have like a swarm of uh, <laughs> little tiny robots or something. I mean, I mean it, it, it never gets to be more than three, uh, uh, but like, but if but, you summon, but they get multiple bigger. times. Solara <laughs> yeah. yeah. did that a few but, times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Chaos the, on the battlefield. All the tiny, the tiny little elementals and stuff. I suppose I didn't realize you could have uh, that you could cast it uh, more than once. You could have like m- multiple summons active at the same time. I don't see why not. You don't have to concentrate or anything on That's keeping them fair. here. Uh, they just pop in and it's like we're going to. Go into war with the swarm. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, that's level four for you guys. But before we get back into this week's episode, the second thing, bit of business we got to do. It's got to recap what's happened last time. And to, for that, I'm, I'm turning it over to Miles to tell us what happened last time on Cosmic Crit. We sent some feathered friends off to find a new roost and got to the business at hand, keeping the water flowing. Unfortunately, somebody had other plans for us. Zinnia must have heard a tick-tick, and with a quick flick, she was out there, leaving the rest of us holding the bang. That's the problem with explosives. They don't leave behind a lot of evidence. Z did happen to catch something before the box went, pal. A swarm claw design. We started doing some digging, but our blasted luck struck again. Out of the, fryer, out of the frying pan into the burning building. We managed to, re- we managed to rescue an Ay- a Yasoki family in time for some local security boss to show up. Must have had a loose wire because they started taking shots. And I don't mean the kind from the bar. Rushed the ass off our soldiers and got to work. Close call or two later, we pressed their off switch. Permanently. But not before Trixie Strixie found something interesting in their code. The same swarm claw symbol. Bum, bum, bum. Indeedy do. And I'm going to let this this uh, this background music play for a moment because we are indeed in a, in a short montage mode as uh, maybe these were the thoughts of uh, Sprouts Marlowe that we get to, to hear as we see you in the shadow of the apartment building that continues to, to burn in front of you as you rest after that last battle with the robots. Eventually, there is uh, fire control department workers that kind of rush into the scene and try to get a handle on the flames. There's, you know, both living in robotic firefighters and medical technicians come up and are treating your rooms. They do that thing where they wrap the, the metal blanket around you and like hook you guys up to oxygen. Those of you who partake in, in the, in, in breathing, breathing. <laughs> uh, they'll, you know, apply some, some gels and salves to your burns as well. The five of you are indeed all flame kissed, maybe uh, flame broiled as your armor is, is charred in places. But 
at this time while you guys are being treated, you see across the, the emergency lines, the Ahsoki family you saved being treated as well, along with the, the two students. And they are they are safe and cheering you on with the rest of the crowd. Day turns to night on this scene as the fire is, is controlled and put out. You guys collect the evidence that you procured last week. The CPO of these reprogrammed security robots and uh, before the end of it, uh, as you're doing this, Zinnia, the, the Gracken uh, militia member Beva comes up to you and is like, I, I've, I've never seen one of those things fire on friendlies before. What what was that all about? Pretty sure they've been tampered with. What? Can I, By who? Can I show her the, the logo, the symbol that I found? See if it rings any bells? Yeah, when you are indeed... Um, because you have found it, uh, you can kind of like zoom out of the code and, and show her like this outline, which is indeed like a like a sickle, like a circular symbol, and the end of it is like a claw, a swarm claw. Um, make me a maybe a, a culture check, um, and I'm gonna roll for for Beva as well. It's a 19. Um, yeah, she looks it over and it's like I, I feel like maybe there there was. There's some kind of organization like that on Ultranius before, but I, I don't really remember their name. Uh, yeah. Are you saying that someone out there is reprogramming these robots to, to attack friendlies? That's the way it seems, looking at the code. She's kind of astonished by that and will wander off and, and uh, see to her militia members as well, who are, uh, you know, holding like smoking pistols. <laughs> they were just like blind firing that entire fight, trying to give you guys cover, covering fire. Um, you guys can take a 10-minute rest here, of course. Rest up, uh, do whatever heals you need. But um, for the most part, it looks like your your time out on patrol is over if you want to head back to HQ. Are we taking a rest? If anybody wants to take a 10-minute, go right ahead. I, I, I forget the state I left some people in. Yeah, I, 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 I had zero SP. I was down into single-digit HP. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm worried that if we're going back to base and he's telling us to take a 10-minute rest now, what could this possibly portend? <laughs> well, I, I asked that after every single fight. Uh, I tried to, at least, Drew, unless you guys are, like, Russian. But you uh, have plenty of time. Like, hours are going to pass while you're waiting for the fire to be put out and you're tended. Well, you know I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and cast a little, little cure action on myself, if that's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually have one of these med technicians sees that you are really pronked up uh echo seven so you're, you're gonna get a free free uh he- serum of healing mark one that you hear so much about here's two hit points back <laughs> hey, hey i am still in <laughs> single digits you're so, welcome so how, how many is this <laughs> how many are you down right now drew oh i'm i'm uh at nine hp of 34 now that we've leveled up i didn't add in any of the stuff that we leveled up for so oh, that, well that, yeah, okay. you can you can add that in so that, that's no problem but if you guys go back to to rest i don't know if you have other serums or or heals you'd like to to pull off but um Oh boy, what what are you are you rolling this yeah. for yourself? I uh, I'm feeling inspired, so I give myself an extra special cure Ooh. that I've been. I just, just pull it out of my back pocket and I just I snap a one of those. I don't know, like a snap a bracelet, slim gem, to make myself feel better. <laughs> I don't know, time, whatever. Stop, stop, stop. I don't know anything about first aid. <laughs> is this a is this a a, a oh, wow three d eight of healing? Three d eight plus. Uh, wisdom modifier. Whoa! So that's 18 points. Oh so gosh. I'm I am back up to full. Just like Lajo's that. not that fancy, ah. so he's just going to spend an RP and get his stamina back. Man, yeah, okay. yeah. I got to spend my stamina. I gotta gotta do my stamina thing too. So, but 
That's fine. You guys can can do that. But I, I will say that uh, um, you, you can make it back to the base, uh, no problem. The rest of your your march, um, there there's like a, a citywide curfew in effect, so you see nobody on your your walk back uh, except other military vehicles, like kind of out on patrol or or police vehicles. But as you get back, in, uh, indeed, Commander Najiri um, calls you back into her um, ramshackle office, you know, the, the half of this room that she's been given, and uh, and asks, you know, to give her a, a sit rep situation report of, of what happened. Has anybody got a, a quick summation? After those bird things, we found this burning house, and then the burning house, uh, we put that out, and also these robots. Tell them, Senia. Yeah, you already mentioned that that indeed was that symbol on the bomb, but are, are you going to explain you also see it in the code? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, Zenia will point out, we did save some citizens, so we are doing our job uh, on that front as well. But yes, I inspected the robots that fired upon us, which seemed very strange behavior to me. And I discovered in the code a, a strange symbol and oddly enough, it was the same symbol that I had seen on the bomb right before it went off. Uh, she kind of like looks over your data pad for a moment, you know, kind of contemplates everything that you, uh, everything that's happened uh, today and in, in your report. And then she kind of slowly raises up from her desk and then in just like a burst of anger, just pushes everything on the top of her desk uh, onto the floor and lets out just like a, ah, dang, this is a line that cannot be crossed. Whoever these reckoners are they nearly killed you and who knows how many other civilians out there a bomb in a in a public works hacking security robots who who are they how are they capable of such evil she kind of like straightens out her uniform and sits back down apologizes and says excuse me i i it's just i I lost someone very dear to me at the beginning of the the war on susculin he was a member of a first response crew so this has got me set on edge i I've made up my mind. I will not be sending you out on any more patrols until we have a handle on this thing. For now, get some rest, Midnight Squad. You earned it. Yes, sir. Stand Do you salute. recognize the symbol, or is this the first you've seen it? Um, she, she, I think she told you the last, well, on last week's episode, that the only information, yeah, is about an organization called the Reckoners, and that they seem to be doing some some subversive, perhaps even sabotaging um, missions against the SCF. There was a an arms shipment that was kind of like broken into and stolen, and they think they are inciting acts of violence like in the crowd and things like that, but there's nothing been like a bomb before today. What's your plan to deal with them? How are you planning to get this under control? As I said, I will not be sending you out to get blown up again. What if next time the, the bomb that they use is a, a higher grade, perhaps sub-nuclear. We can't be walking into ambushes on our home turf. I'm going to gather all the intel I can, and until that time, uh, you all will be on on guard duty here at the headquarters. Mm, I don't like being cooped up like a bird in a cage. Uh, You you definitely say that as you're like leaving the office and maybe kick a trash can. What do you take me for, a houseplant? That's a good one, one too. And Uh, I thought I was the one who had the cliches (laughs) <laughs> Who else has got one? <laughs> Get out of here. You're bugging me. 
I was really hoping I was going to get a spit take out of Patrick. <laughs> I, I just took a sip of seltzer. It's dangerous with you guys. Um, but yeah, she sends you on her way, on your way uh, from her. And, uh, and you know, it's pretty late now, so you guys can indeed uh, rest up. Um, I do have a few questions before we do that. Uh, I know Tyler, you used one RP, but you gained an RP while leveling up, right? Uh, yeah, but I didn't add it to my total because I didn't. I, I can't ever remember how we yeah. decided to do that. No, you, you gain it when you level up. So if you have three still, we don't need to worry about rolling your bad dreams. As you get back to to your bunks, your your hot bunks here, uh, Rebecca, you get a, a psychic baby plant calling out to you from perhaps your your oh, science. No, uh, that's still a thing. Thing isn't it? and says. Mother, I require data input. Please take me with you on your missions, mother. <laughs> really disturbing the so way it calls me mother. I hate this thing. <laughs> this is the best. Amy so loves mother. <sighs> God. Yes, yes, Amy. I, I understand you're hungry. Um, oh, God. Hungry I, for information. I put her in my pocket, I guess. <laughs> There, there is. If, if actually, if you look it up in, in one, I have this crafted a a uh, pet holder that uh, you can you can have, which is just like a just a fanny pack for a little pet <laughs> that you can you can have on your your back. Um, Perfect. But I, I will re- re- remind you, this is like a tier one computer, and if you want to level it up, you can and you can. Uh, I'll I'll be so kind as to uh, allow you to get a little discount if you want to buy a higher tier computer and kind of install it. I will donate personal funds to make sure that you continue to upgrade. This thing. I, I will donate personal funds to have you leave that with the birds that we scared <laughs> off at the water. Mother, why? Why are you forsaken me? Uh, yeah, it, it, it uh, she, it, he, I don't know. Uh, the, the plant talks to you about, you know, being stuck in the, the suitcase and analyzing bug guts and stuff and growing, growing weary, mother. Um, that more than anything is just a reminder if you are taking it on missions that I get to talk to you psychically whenever I want in that voice. Oh, great. <laughs> um, and if you guys are, are hitting the the rack, going to sleep, uh, no bad dreams for Devasho, but you all get a bad dream in the form of a psychic vision. Dang it. That, that it, it, if you guys want, can wake you up out of your sleep or you can just kind of roll with it as Trest once more has a lucid psychic feeling that is that is projected to all those around them. And it seems to be spilling into your own minds and it takes the form of, uh, you see Trest walking down a hallway and it is a little unfamiliar at first, but eventually you all recognize it as the maximum security wing of the SQ Correctional Facility, the Scorp. But uh, as, as Tress is walking through these halls here, this time the, the halls of the prison are pristine and all the, the doors are locked. You see dozens of inmates he- here as, as you walk, kind of pacing their cells, maybe sitting down reading. We even pass by one Raz Jungat who's idly flipping through a, a pack of cards on his bunk. But uh, in this vision, you see Tress walking into the cell that Sprouts took you to weeks before. And you're able to just walk right inside, right through the door. And you see a blue-skinned female android just digging into the wall with a a blunt object, kind of hunched over, feverishly rocking back and forth. as she's creating these circular grooves in the cell wall with butter knife. She stops suddenly and you, you guys can all feel kind of pang running through your antennae through Tress's antennae as they feel 
that maybe she senses your presence here, kind of looks around over her shoulder. But all of you feel the same thought that runs through your head nearly at the same time. Uh, the same thought as when you left Susklin and the colossal swarm beasts screamed into, into your brains. But just for like a fraction of a second, and you see this android kind of twitch a little bit, wincing in pain. Then they go back to, to rocking and go back to carving in the wall. She begins to talk in a very soft, sing-songy voice, but under her breath, and you realize that it is being psychically projected. And in, in your mind, you, you can hear it as she says, And when the rough beast approaches, you shall know it by its call. It will be the light that pierces the dark before the legion brings a fall. And in that time, one shall lead them into its maw. One shall save them from the pain. One shall be a reckoning among the people before the final hours. The reckoning, the reckoning, the reckoning. As you pad over to her chest and kind of look over her shoulder, she's repeating that word just over and over and over, carving the same shape again and again. And you see it, that same circular symbol with a swarm claw on its end. And just then the stream world evaporates and you guys all find yourselves drenched in, in sweat in your bunks. Uh, those of you that, that remained asleep just now wide awake as if uh, you had not gotten a wink of sleep since uh, since putting your head on the pillows. Mm. And once more, that is that is something you, you all share and almost immediately you guys can like see one another. Those of you with dark vision can see one another kind of like going through the motions of like, what was that? Yeah. Andia yeah, Dufresne. I, uh, I think for those who are awake, Devasha would say, I am normally not a fan of sharing my dreams with the higher-ups, but perhaps it is important that our commander is aware of this prisoner and her words and the carving. Uh, so that carving, that was uh, the same thing that's been on the... Uh, like in the code and on the mm -hmm. bomb and everything. Yep. This seems like it's uh, too much of a coincidence. Uh, there must be some involvement here. If I remember what Raz told us, that woman is adept at having followers heed her words and follow her evil ways. I would not be surprised if she is not part of the leadership of these Reckoners that have begun to plague our patrols and this and our involvement here in New Gracca. I am not so convinced. We still know nothing about the Reckoners other than their name and symbol. It seems a little too early to be making such proclamations. Still, even Sprouts has a reason to follow this lead. Considering is she the one who saw his partner last, it is a good lead to follow. Sprouts. Oh, I was assuming my character just wasn't weak. Um... <laughs> Sprouts, I'll, I'll, wake up. We are talking about your mission. You're you a go, detective. You go right back How to do sleep? you sleep so well as a detective? I do not understand. I am I surprised your ears are not can. burning. <laughs> you learn to sleep when you can when you're a detective. Ah. <laughs> the hat is like over the eyes. His <laughs> legs kick back. Um, yeah, so Spr I mean, Sprouts definitely... Uh, is probably more in line with Devasha's thinking. I mean, she kept saying reckoning over and over again. It's a little bit of a 
you know, easy line of, th- of uh, train of thought to follow. Wait, are you saying there's some kind of connection between the Reckoners and a Reckoning? I know, it's crazy, right? I, well, that's why you're the detective, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> what about profession detective, Miles? Roll that! Nope, I'm making no one roll. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, I mean, you guys are basically grounded. Uh, the next day comes up and all you have to do is like a 12-hour perimeter uh, guard duty. That is I it. mean, I as, as, as much as Sprouts would want to chase down leads, I think he's okay with guard duty for right now because you know, they practically just landed on this planet and mm-hmm. got thrown on this mission, which took them all sorts of turns, so they really haven't got the lay of the land yet. So uh, Sprouts would look at this as a, a chance to sort of kind of recomp where they are and kind of take stock in getting to know that area, kind of getting to know the, you know, the streets a little bit and sure. just kind of getting comfortable being on Altranius because they have time. Outside of the military, there's not a ton of people that, like, come into the base, but do you want to, like, ask any questions of, like, there might be some government officials that are that are here, like, once or twice, or is there any, is there any investigations you do want to do on the, in the HQ, which is, once again, like, a, a, a repurposed city hall? I mean, he, he would definitely, uh, you know, ask, you know, follow up any any sort of uh, leads, or if anyone had seen his partner, for sure. Oh, that, that's a good thing. I, I can tell you here, at least, nobody has seen her. So they're all lying, so he's going to lock <laughs> them all up. Well, I was about to say, like, if if she did come here, then maybe there wasn't right. any information at City Hall. At least yeah, yeah, and, and that's perfectly fine. But, I mean, he's definitely going to cover those bases. You know, he, he wants sure. to, as far as where he's located, he wants to get as much information out of where he is in, in, in respect to... Um, uh, Briar mm-hmm. uh, that he can and then work his way out not a ton of downtime for the rest of you but if there's any other actions anybody else wants to take the next day um, any other I mean, purchases could, I mean if Devasha would probably put in a request for a meeting with Commander Nagiri but like you know low low urgency you know he wouldn't mark it as like must talk now barge in take open the door but I'm of a de- I, I think Zenia would, would weigh in to say that um we don't have all the data. I think that we should contribute this to the people who are gathering all of the data. And Najiri just told us that she is trying to gather intel about the Reckoners. Shouldn't we contribute to that effort if we have intel to contribute? And while she may not be all that trusting of magic in general, this seems like a, a, there were five of us who experienced this. So there there must be something to it. Sure. I think we have to like we have to carry out our guard duty orders first. Like we can't disobey our orders and not be at our posts. But definitely after that, for sure, would want to to talk to her if she's yeah. even available, which she may not yeah. be. No, I mean she's busy. But if you guys go to her office and, and just wait, eventually, you know, she'll come out. She has to use the bathroom eventually, so she she comes out and is like, <laughs> "Midnight Squad, what? Uh, apologies for ambushing you here, what, Commander. Is, is everything all right? We think I had we a may bad have dream. some. Oh, sorry. Go ahead." <laughs> I, I had a bad dream. Hold me. Can you duck me? Can you some warm please. black milk and, and <laughs> rubs your antenna? It says, you'll be all right, Trest. Thank you. Thank you. How, uh, goodbye. No, what, what do you guys want to, how do you want to like phrase this? We believe we have some data to add to your portfolio on the Reckoners. What, what, where not, did this intel come from? It's not hard research. Um, and as a scientist, I'm sure you know, you understand that um, I'm not generally a fan of, of, such circumstantial 
evidence as this I mean, might I'll, be. I'll take any rumors that you hear as well, and I'll add it to the file. Well, the five of us all had the same dream, and it involved this symbol that I had seen. <sighs> okay, a dream, you say. Um, I'm, I'm looking for actual leads out there in, in the streets, you, you understand. Uh, if you want to write this up and, and hand it to me, that is fine. But really, Zinnia, a dream? Uh, yes, Amanda. well, the dream did go to a place that we have physically been, and we saw the symbol in that physical place. Well, you've all been to the same this place before, and you've seen the symbol before. So, what what is what is the new intel that you have, Commander? We believe that the reckoners are being led, organized in some fashion, by an android whose name is Endia. She like stops dead in her tracks on her way to the the restroom, the lavatory, and she's like, "How how did how do you know about the android?" Like I like we said. <laughs> We kind of had a dream. <laughs> we also, I know it sounds weird, but no, we I, I just received a report from Infosphere Data Intel Collection that there is indeed some 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 dark Infosphere information uh, signed by an android who is calling herself Sister Spark. But you say, Andia? Where, where where do you know this Andia from? She was a prisoner in the Scorp. Back on Susculan. Okay, that that matches up with some things. That is interesting. I am going to add this to to her report. Why why do you think you are dreaming of this, though? I commander looked dressed. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, commander, I believe it has it has something to do with the swarm's psychic connection to uh, uh, my people, to the Shirin, perhaps. Although how this android has become involved is it is unclear. Um. Have we heard She'll the name actually... Sister Spark before? No. That I seems don't think so. so familiar for some reason. I don't know why. Are you yeah, thinking maybe of Scissor had, Sister? Maybe you had it in a dream. Maybe <laughs> you I dreamed about it. Deja vu is happening. Uh yeah, no. It it is very weird. Um uh, all of you just get a, an unease about it when you hear those that name, Sister Spark. And uh I mean she'll she'll thank you for and apologize for trying to dismiss you as she is going to add that intel and, and do some some searches for that and we are going to fast forward another day uh the next day uh before you get a summons from your your guard duty to uh to report back to commander Najiri. and uh when you enter and she has like a a push pin board full of like what looks like crazy conspiracy theory stuff and like red uh twine <laughs> leading between My pins kind of gal. there's like a like a, a silhouette with a question mark that like reads Sister Spark underneath it and, you know, potentially to um, locations around the city and stuff like that. And she's like, well, uh, Midnight Squad, come in. I, I told you I was not letting you out of headquarters until we had some actionable information about these Reckoners. And I am sad to say it is nearly impossible to come by anything concrete, anything hard. But with what you have told me last night and the bits and pieces we are able to piece together from the Infosphere, well... I think we have something. Uh, SDF Intelligence says that indeed, many of them more than likely came from Susklin, but there was already an organization called the Reckoners here on Ultranius before that. Um, it's like this this planet now has a, a bad case of the fleas though, as they were perhaps militarized by this sister spark who have found some instances of, of, uh, of their liturgical writing online. I, I have run all the datas through our, our computers here, but uh, as I said, I was loath to send you outside the HQ until we got a lead. 
but one just showed up that I I think we have to to send you out on as it could be credible. Uh, there's a, a thriving black market here just on the the space work spaceport side of of New Graca in the the shipping district you know people selling in weapons and food and, and things like that but also there's uh, a thriving loan shark illegal gambling community that that kind of thing um we've we've had a, a hard time uh, nailing them down they seem to move from location to location but uh, someone there placed a call to me themselves uh, someone calling themselves UPB fixer uh, they, they reached out and said that they had time-sensitive in, intel about the Reckoners. Um, they declined to, to share anything else with me over comms, but said that they were willing to, to meet the SDF in, in person. Uh, I can't leave operations while we're still under threat, but I am authorized now to mobilize you dockside immediately to meet up with the Shadow Broker. Well, I reckon we should head it out. If it is a a bribe that the this person is wanting, uh, I can get together some funds if the you feel the intel is worth it, but if it's not worth our time, I, I don't want to, to waste any more valuable resources than we have to. Uh, that said, he said there was a time limit on the information, so um, I want you to get out there right now. I'm authorizing you to take a military vehicle and, and head out there. Consider it done. We will not fail. You see a, a very familiar, gassed-up uh, vehicle in the the SCF hardtop uh, that you took up the the mountain. Uh, this one maybe a little less up armored than the one that was being used on on Susculin, uh, but you indeed can spend some time getting out there. And um, as you get to the location that is that is marked on your your maps, um, location of your meeting is indeed within eyeline of the spaceport, which you still can can tell is abuzz with ships landing and, and taking off kind of full of refugees um, even a few weeks after the the full of evacuation of, of Susculin. Um this location that you're you're marked to to meet this person on is just a a corner of a industrial complex um, of several large automated production facilities and, and you see businesses that are like computer parts, engineering tools, other kind of like metal fabrication. Um, they are very dull and kind of drab. And the streets here, there's not really any like public spaces or shops. So it is incredibly quiet. How are you guys? Uh, how are you guys waiting? Are you, are you going to stay in the vehicle? Do you want to get out and walk around a bit or? Well, Sprouts is pretty tiny, so he can probably sneak around pretty easily. Do you want to like hide in a trash can? <laughs> uh, he could. <laughs> yeah, Devasho can get out and be kind of a, a presence if that, you know, and then that might give Sprouts more of a <clears throat> an ability to sneak around if Devasho's going to take up the attention. Zinnia is pretty stealthy herself. What's up to yes. you guys? How Echo you Seven is a it. robot. Oh, thanks for reminding us, Drew. <laughs> What does that mean? You said it like we understood. From Starfinder show and tell this week, I brought an amaranth. Amaranth. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's just like uh, if I'm not in the car, I'm very conspicuous. Uh, I have zero stealth. I've got zero. Yeah. And you have a giant gun on your bag. Clonk, clonk, clonk. So I yeah. think maybe I should stay in the car unless something uh, something happens. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I think I'll. I think I'll hop out and just sort of take point and just sort of keep an eye out for any th- suspicious activity. Sure. But, so uh, you, I don't want to be bound up in the car if something goes something goes sideways. You guys can take you know defensive points. You can stay in the car. Uh, it isn't too long before you do though that a you know maybe a few minutes 
there is a uh, human male that kind of just like turns a corner down onto the street and walks directly up to, I guess, Devasha, who whoever's the most conspicuous, and uh, says, "You all the soldiers I'm here to scoop. Well, follow me." Sounds good. Uh, yeah. So, oh, I mean, should I do like a sense motive, or is this good? like is that worth it, or? I mean, he's just walking arm. into a trap. Am I just going to blindly trust this be- his guy and be like, okay? I mean, oh, Spouse will definitely sense motive, even if he's watching from the, the shadows. Uh, do you have a question you want to ask? Did, no. did we get the informant's name? Um, UPB Fixer was the uh, only one given to um, Commander Najiri. And, um, I so it might be like, and you are. Name's Bones or Boney, whatever you want to call me. Uh, I'm just here to bring you to the boss is all. And so, so sorry, we're, we're going to meet with the Shadow Broker. Is that right? Yeah, supposedly whoever's got this intel. Ah, so not to derail anything. When you said the Shadow Broker, I was like, thinking about Mass Effect. I was like, I was like, but no one ever meets the Shadow Broker. <laughs> I know that. What is this? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I played this DLC. Hey, it's it's listed in the core rulebook as one of the influences for Starfinder, so I'll steal from Mass Effect all I want. Cool. Uh, Dimash will look over at, you know, Drew in the car and maybe Drew. <laughs> Drew, get Drew's the there. Hi, everybody. Hey. <laughs> Just How like drives in five miles an hour behind us. Dimash will look over at Echo 7 and, and you know, give him a head nod and uh, we'll little elbows. Guys, Echo 7 takes off his seat belt. And... <laughs> okay, please. You guys are all going to go. All muster yes. up. Yes. Devasha doesn't want to stay outside the building and, and watch for, uh, for ambushes or whatever. Sure. <laughs> no, no, come inside. We'll go inside. Uh, he leads you over to one of these huge boxy factories and with a tap card that sh- shows the face of a fairly nerdy uh, Marquai. Uh, kind of like opens up the door and leads you past rows of automated robots uh, assembling like vehicle parts and things like that. There's nobody in the facility. It seems to be completely, completely roboticized. And uh, as you're going, Sprouts, you, you, you get a good look at this guy here and uh, maybe giving him the once over. So as you're you're talking, uh, he seems to be wearing the, the same get up the same outfit as this mysterious figure you saw on looking from the the back of the crowd at the water collection facility a few days before this is one of those moments where like the camera would pan in and see my eyes squint bum, bum, bum. i mean I, he's not gonna do anything right now sprouts is gonna oh, just, just keep that information to yourself yeah he's 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 gonna just kind of let he's gonna see what happens uh, he leads you to the back of this facility and opens a door to an office that is marked floor supervisor. And you all see a familiar face swivel around in a hover chair, staring back at you all. Any guesses as to who it is? If this is Loachward, I'm going to absolutely have a cow. No, I think uh, it's, no, it's, um, I think it's I think Miss it's, Rinder. Yeah, it's oh, definitely yeah. got to be Miss Rinder. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, she's got us now. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're in deep. It is indeed the uh, the sultry and, and swarthy voice that greets you of Anasia Render, heir to the Render crime family, who says, Midnight Squad, I thought Najiri might send you out on this mission. Sprouts, how nice to see you alive. Have a seat. She has on her desk, her stolen desk, uh, like a small Raxolite sized chair just waiting for you. <laughs> when I heard someone was running the underground rack around here, I should have known it'd be you, Render. I told you I'd have this place wrapped around my finger within a few days. Took you all uh, a while 
to get here, though, took your sweet time leaving Susklin. Uh, my friend here explained to me you had uh, some problems with the scientists aboard that ship I sent you to. Uh, behind her is standing the Kasothan passenger that you guys had on the Terminus Wild, Perlis Fatan, uh, who nobody spoke to the entire journey. Well, I had a whole background developed for... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. In my, de- um, in my defense, I was thinking about them. <laughs> he has... Now you see, like, his jacket is off here in the warmer climb of, of Ultranius, and on multiple arms there are ex-scorp convict tattoos and stuff on him. Uh, well met, but what was it? I don't know why I make these names so hard. Prylus Fatan. <laughs> Prylus Fatan. Yeah. Well yeah. met, it's, uh, it's been Ask a for it time. by name. I'm sorry, Jabert. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Drew. Uh, it, you know, he'll kind of, like, tip his, uh, his hat. He says, hello. And uh, Render says, Prylo here gave me the details of your trip. Sounded like a bit of a hellish week. Bones here is keeping me apprised of your dealings with these uh, these reckoners here on Ultranius. Pretty nasty folks from the, the sound of it. What do you know about them? Well, that's the thing. I know a great deal about everybody here on Ultranius. It's my business now to know. And uh, your commander's got a, a good amount of the details. So they are seem to be recruiting the dark portals of the infosphere. Some real creepy literature out there for those with uh, connections like me to stumble upon, you know, end of the world poetry. Talk about how Susculin's system deserved to be eradicated by the swarm. Bunch of loonies from the sound of it. But most of the posts were indeed signed by uh, a sister spark. Gotta be their leader or something along those lines. Maybe someone high up in the organization. I think you know a little bit more about sister spark than you're letting on. This is the same person that was in the prison that you sent me to. Well, I don't know much about the Scorp. I've never spent time there myself besides visiting dear old dad, but um, there were uh, a number of people that broke out like uh, old Prilo here and your friend Rez Jungat. Uh, seemed like at the end of it, the, the guards kind of left their post and, and left a lot of people rotten in their cages. Well, it seems to us, <clears throat> old Andia, she uh, led the breakout. She doesn't seem to recognize that name. She's like, Andia? Is that That's is that your sister Spark for? right there. She's an android by the name of Andia. Yeah, that rings a bell. That's who your partner was looking for, right? Some android dame. Bingo. Hmm. The plot thickens. Anyway, I, I'd like to Why are catch we up. the info broker free information? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. You could have charged credits for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that intel is so steamy. Thank uh, you, Render, and your silver tongue. <laughs> uh, anyway, she, she'll she uh, she'll shake her head and, and kind of like clears the conversation for a moment with her hand up and says, ah, anyway, time is of the essence here. So let's cut to the chase. I contacted Njiri because one of my listeners, one of my ears to the ground here, got wind of the Reckoner's next target. And I want to get that information to someone who could do something about it, someone who could stop them. And that turned out to be you all. Lucky me. Doesn't surprise me in the least, though. And who is the target? Well, I just wanted to say, while this information is free of charge to my friends at the SDF, Right now, I might have need of your services in the future, so I just hope that you all will be amenable to some soft requests from little old Render. What do you say? Define soft requests. All you have to do if the need arises is bat a blind eye or maybe leave a door unlocked here or there for your friend. No one gets hurt on in my operation. I'm not trying to get any SDF heat, but uh, a girl has a lot of mouths to feed. 
<laughs> I employ quite a few people looking for work these days. So Sprouse kind of looks at Trest, since he is technically the mm. uh, person in charge. Uh, you know, as a gumshoe, I don't have too much issue with fudging the numbers a little bit, but that's that's your call, big boy. She'll, she'll look it's over your, at you, Trest. It's your place, Sprouts. You call the ball. <laughs> you can't pass the ball back to me. No, you can. And that's that's now uh, an official Cosmic Crit phrase. You call the ball. <laughs> you call the ball, baby. Booyah. Kaboom. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, it's uh, this just okay? not happy about this. Mm. Not happy, but. I mean, you can when, say you no again. I mean, it's just, I, I was just telling you as. as no, no, as no, a, no. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking, you know, as Trest, you know, sort of, this is a. Uh, this is a real opportunity to make a real break in the case here, mm. and uh, right. there's a there's a there are two laws to be upheld. So the end is just what it means to trust. Possibly, possibly. In this case, there's a there's a there's a a, a desperate humanitarian crisis that is right. being exacerbated by the by these people. It's like I, I will say that if you want to try and contact Commander Najiri, she, she said she she's not beyond herself bribing. You know these kind of characters, but okay. Uh, well, that's... If, if if that's if that's Najiri's pr- perspective on this, then like then that's sort of well, lawful enough for trust. Uh, play that out. You want to give her a call? Uh, yeah, that's that's a uh, sure. Yeah, that that sounds good. Uh, so we, don't, we don't have the RP yet, but like you give like a rundown of like what's happening, and like immediately uh, a little notification pops up on your phone of you know, 500 credits requisitioned from, like, uh, military intelligence of the STF, and she's like, get it done, Trest. Yes, Captain. I come back into the office and I say, we have a deal, Render. For? For whatever you wanted. <laughs> well, she was either asking for, like, a undisclosed gimme in the future, but do you want to offer her credits? Uh, yeah. Uh, I would prefer to offer credits. Uh, I say, uh, perhaps we could uh, arrange a direct payment i don't like uh i don't like interest accruing over time (laughs) um anyone can make a diplomacy check for me here and you guys can aid as well if you want to try and sweet talk her into this deal i will roll to aid i will roll roll all right i got i got a plus six i'm gonna see what i can get here oh no sprouts i know i got a plus nine and i rolled a two is everyone aiding sprouts Wow. Chipert, what'd you get? I got a plus six, baby. I rolled a natural 20, 26. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to say uh, <laughs> that's fine, even yeah. though Sprouts is, uh, is not like haggling or anything here. If, if you like just show her that account, you know, she'll yeah, acquiesce. I, and yeah, say, I, I, I flip it around. It's like it's like it's all UPBs, non-traceable. You got it. She's like, I did you all a, a favor back on Susculin pointing you towards that ship. But if you don't want to do me any favors in the future, it's no skin off my back. Uh, she'll uh, like tap her data pad to to yours and, and do a, a transfer request and you guys can can move on from that and she well, no. says well so I, I think sprouts i kind of catches a little uh negativity in that and he's like you know no one's saying no but okay. the sdf would rather uh what's the word i'm looking for reward you for your service i'm nothing but a loyal susculan native who wants to see anyone hurting innocence to be brought to justice that is for sure um as I said, I will uh, give you this information regardless, but I, I thank you for the donation to my my employees' uh, uh, funds. 
Uh, as I said, it is time sensitive as I've gotten word through my network. These Reckoners are indeed planning something big. I don't know what it is yet, but I've heard that their next target is a new Gracken communications building uh, far side of town. We expect this site to be hit today. She slides over a, a data pad to you, Sprouts, and uh, it has um, like a location on the map, and she says, uh, it's the main emergency broadcast center for the city, and it's on the far side of town. Uh, they put it in place in case of natural disasters or flooding from sea squalls, that kind of thing. Uh, sends people out, you know, communications for shelters, instructions on citizens how to get there. You follow me? So I suspect maybe they're trying to take it out, hack into it, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they have an another bomb planted for their next strike. But regardless of what I think, pretty sure you all should probably hustle your way over there. Secure that site. For all I know, they could just be getting ready for, for something bigger, some action that's larger down the line. All right. Thank you for the information. I agree. It is best that we make haste to this location. Thank you again, Render. You're welcome, Devasho. And uh, as you guys are leaving, she will once again try and hold you back a little bit, Sprouts. You know, as everyone else is shuffling out of the room and, and says, Sprouts, I know you're looking for your partner still, but uh, I haven't had word of any other Raxalites uh, nor detectives here on Altranius. And I have a lot of ears to the ground. I'd appreciate any help you can give me. When this is all over, I have a pretty strong need for a right-hand man, maybe an investigator, knows how to get things done, talk his way out of a jam or two with the authorities. What do you say once you you find that partner of yours, you cool your heels here on Altranius? Lots of open real estate with our names on it if we're willing to take it from these backwater science rubes. You know what, Render? If we live through all this, I just may take you up on that. Well, regardless, when this war is over, I'll be looking you up for a drink. I think, for this info, you owe me that at least, Marlo. Oh, well, uh, I, I don't know. Um, just tip your hat and yeah, do yeah, something exactly. cool. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh no, he he actually uh, he uses that little finger to push the the brim of his head up. Kind of gives a little the elf fan. Yeah, well, <laughs> I imagine the elf fan like does all of your your hat adjusting. <laughs> <laughs> but gotta you know tips it to her. Uh, wordlessly walks out the door already. Uh, and uh, yeah, you guys can can make your way out here. Bones leads you out back to your vehicle. And uh, what do you want to do now? You want to head straight over to this uh, emergency radio station? Sounds mm -hmm. like that's the uh, that's the play, right? Yeah, update the commander and then yeah, head over. Yeah, we can we can call on the, in the car. Yeah, so like you got. Whoa, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, no texting and driving. No, 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 not the driver. No, no. Oh, uh, Zinnia, don't make Zinnia, this call. Zinnia stays off the phone. <laughs> no one else does it. I just want to make sure that we're car. making it abundantly clear to our fans. Zinnia <laughs> yeah, is not. You, you, you call Commander Najiri. It's like, are you guys driving right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. As soon as you update her, you know, we see Zinnia like speeding through the city and. Uh, uh, Commander Jerry, as you give her the recap, says, uh, "Well, that sounds like a credible target for those those whack jobs. Uh, let me try to reach this facility on comms right now. Hold the line goes silent for a moment, and then very quickly she comes back uh, on the comm line and says, "Yes, Midnight Squad, get over there as fast as possible. Uh, we, we've just had an alert come over the wire that there were some civilians evacuated from the building, but we don't have any." official notice of that from military or, or local law enforcement. So something seems odd, but wh whatever their plan is, they, they they might be enacting it right now. She'll let you drive, get off the comms, and as you race across the city through a, a few militia roadblocks, you, you are slowed down as there is a, a huge protest spilling out 
from what looks like the front of a, a judicial building and you guys have to like inch your way through these citizens and all the while they're like banging signs and, and sticks and things on on your your armored vehicle and, and throwing trash at you <laughs> and it, it takes maybe about 10 minutes or so um slowly peeling through there and, and across town before you're able to pull up to what looks like a very plain looking single story structure with several very large antenna rays on on top of it you guys can trundle out of the vehicle as you don't see anyone here the street is empty but as you get to the front of the facility you notice uh, something off going to take us there on the map as oh. the the front door to the facility is wide open can we roll like perception? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you just from outside, you can tell that the, I mean, the lights seem on. Um, from through the door, you can see there's like a small reception area at the the front of the building. Um, do you, do you want to step inside and, and, and make some rolls for me? Sure. Uh, I'm pulling a sword and I'm activating my shield. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm making sure my weapon is ready. So weapons out. Um, go, oh, go ahead. Did, did, did we fully rest and back up to full HP SP with, it's with our been last rest? Two days, so I'm going to say you guys are back at full. As if you're, if you were still down on on HP, I imagine yeah, I would have been. Your, your French rest can help, or you can go to like you know the <laughs> the bases uh, uh, doctors and, and and get some some convalescence. I put a point in per- to perception at level four, so maybe I won't be bad. Oh, never uh, mind. Oh, never mind. You rolled a four at level four. You still rolled What's the light level in here, by the way? Uh, it is full light. The, like I said, the facility seems to be working. Uh, the lights are on. Uh, looks like Tress, did you roll highest here with a 23? 23. Yeah. Uh, right, so you, you can still hear like maybe the, the hum of like um, electricity throughout the building like uh, computer banks and, and things like that, perhaps behind doors. Um, no, no voices or anything. It does seem, I mean, empty uh, from what you can see. There is a, a hallway leading to the east with a, a few doors and to the north, uh, a number on the west side of a, a north facing hallway and a couple of large double doors on the east side of that north hallway. It looks um, like there's a reception desk right here in front of us. Yep. Um, yeah, if if we if I just sort of take a take a look at the screen, um, I imagine if this place was evacuated, maybe security got like some notification about that. So if there's like an email open just like on the screen that's like get everybody out or something like that. Um, so it is a unlocked tier one computer uh, just here at the reception desk and taking a look through it. There's um, there's nothing that you can find on there. No. Hmm. Is there a map of the building so we know where everything is? Uh, no, no. It's it's a fairly small building though. Um, it, it doesn't really extend much further beyond these these two hallways. So. Is it a is it a pretty squat building or is it like Yep, it's it's just one story. Oh, one story building. Okay. Got yeah, it. the the ceiling here may be like 10 foot tall, so Yeah, 10 foot ceiling. Respectable for an office. It is indeed. Yeah, so you, you got the <laughs> the hum of some uh some low energy wattage bulbs above you. Um but yeah, beyond that, nothing nothing to see here in the the entryway. Hmm. Where do you guys want to head to first? Well, I feel like we're under a time crunch. I mean, if they're about to blow up the building or something, we have no idea what they're about to do. So 
um, what seems like the most likely direction. I see a double door up this uh, north mm-hmm. hall. Yeah, if they're if they're doing like a if it's like a video like a video feed or something like a newscast or something. Uh, maybe it's in least, the studio. Maybe it's in the studio. You have to have double doors for that so you can get all the cameras in and out. Well, th- right. this uh, this room is indeed marked broadcast studio. Um, oh, look at this! Is that where you want to head? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Spots right. is gonna hop on his his old his old ride. Navasho turns the corner and he sees ten foot wide hallways and a single tear comes out of one of his shadowy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you, you got you got a lot of large equipment, I guess, rolling through here. So you're welcome. Uh, right as you open the the double doors here into the broadcast studio, uh, inside the room is is very large. Uh, you see a ton of high tech equipment. Uh, computer consoles are, are kind of packed into the, the middle and sides of the room, and uh, all of them seem to be on and, and active. And it's a little hotter in here, maybe because of that. Uh, there's a, a small door to the southeast uh, corner of of this room uh, that is like a small chamber where there is some sound dampening kind of like material uh, on the the walls. It's just like a small booth, and there's. Yeah, just this single exit here. Uh, but as you walk in, you guys can give me perception or culture as you see a figure standing at one of these computers. Ooh, that's a natural 20 for a 26 on perception. 26 from Xenia on culture. Nice. You guys can keep rolling if you want. But I've got some culture checks, some perception checks. Uh, let me bring over the art as this is who you see. Womp. Uh, before you all at one of these consoles here is a, a thin human woman with a, a mohawk in SDF fatigues, kind of hunched over this computer uh, with a, a data pad hardwired into it. And as she as she sees you come in, you know, she looks alarmed for a moment until maybe she kind of recognizes the, the markings on your own armor. Zinnia, with that culture check, you notice uh, her fatigues and like the markings um, mark her as a technician like a, a techie in the 4th battalion that's her and she's standing right over here and as you guys uh, enter in she's kind of wide eyed and says uh, I'm, I'm sorry but uh, Rankin battalion please her hand is kind of like on her her weapons belt where you see like a, a, a pistol is holstered Captain Trist Vakansk of the Midnight Squad I don't know I don't remember what our battalion is Fifth. It was a Nine. long time ago. You're also not a captain. You're a You're sergeant. <laughs> Your fifth battalion is in the title of the first book. But that Fate wasn't it. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Was the foolhardy fifth? Right? They got they got destroyed. So this was. Uh, yeah. yeah, you you were still part of it as they were kind of rebuilding. I see. They reformed it. Okay, my bad. Yeah. So after you know your company got obliterated, they brought in you know conscripts and um, you know some people from. Um, like the the Scorp prison and stuff, and, and like press them into fill in the ranks. All right, fifth battalion. She she hears that and it's like fifth battalion. I, I'm sorry, I, I I didn't think any of you were left. I um what what are, what are you all doing here? Uh, we could ask the same of you right about now. Uh, we've heard that there were uh, there was an evacuation of this building. What do you know about that? I I, I mean I was on my way here for tech support when I got. Uh, the, the same call I guess you guys got from HQ. They, they said this building had been evacuated. Uh, is that where you're coming from, HQ? Sense or, probably. motive. <laughs> uh, kind yeah. of. Uh, sense motive. Let's, let me go back through. I think, uh, Tress, you, you notice, you guys could come into the room if you're chatting with her. 
yeah, um, she'll she'll kind of like just step to where you can see her. She's like eased up now, her hands off her her gun. Um, okay, cool. Feel free to sense motive. Anybody that wants to, as I think, Trest, you <laughs> notice the only thing really off about her as you're get, getting a good look head to toe is the the cut of her jacket is slightly off. I don't know if that's depicted in the art. Mm. It's like bigger than than what she would probably be um, given. So so like like maybe she was issued a size too large. Like maybe they didn't have the right size. And yeah, she doesn't for, seem like a like a big strong soldier i see so she's not uh, filling, filling it out completely but i see um, if that's her real uniform well i rolled a natural 20 so there shouldn't be anything off about her <laughs> oh oh no so going through these sense motive checks uh yeah she seems very nervous seeing you yeah. guys here very uncomfortable with i don't know maybe <laughs> a very large uh uh trox filling the room but uh she, i mean uh through her unease she's like uh the the name's Lieutenant uh, Chendwin, uh, I'm with Communication Specialization, 4th Battalion. It's a pleasure, Chendwin. Uh, what was the nature of the technical issue that uh, brought you here today? Uh, well, it, it, City Hall was pushing an, an update to the emergency broadcast, you know, with all the defenses going up, refugees moving in, uh, the evacuation routes are being um, designated, you know, shelters and what have you uh, are changing. But when I got here, it, it looked like the place was empty and they said uh, we've, we've got communications that they were evacuated, but the computer here is down. It, it looks like someone maybe did some damage to the system. She'll point the computer she's like interfacing with right now. Oh. Uh, Zinnia will fly over and uh, offer to to assist and check out what what she's doing. You know, really, she just wants to look over her shoulder and make sure she's not doing something nefarious. Yeah. Um, it looks like the computer is in lockdown mode right now. Like like maybe like a lockout feature of the com- of like a computer system or something. You would have to have access to the system to know if it had that, but you can obviously make a computer check to try and. Hacking. Mother, right. mother, bring me out so I can hack the computer. <laughs> nope. Can can she nope. help me? Yeah, I mean she's a tier one computer, so um, you, you would have to have a computer um, of equal s- state tier to uh to not have like negatives, I, I believe. I think okay. you have to have an equal tier to hack it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you can, like, just pull a wire out of <laughs> the pet carrier and, like, plug it in, I guess. Do I have to roll a computer check now? Yes, if you want okay. if you want to help with, uh, with that. Oh, no, that's a three on the dice for a 15. So, yeah, same thing as you, like, try and, like, access the, the command module. She's like, yeah, no, I, I can't get in either. Um, you, you can keep trying at that as, uh, let's see, what else does she have to say? Anybody else have any other questions or... Um, is this, uh, to your knowledge, is this uh, type of a re- response uh, typical in the event of, I don't know, tampering? I, well, I don't, I don't know anything about that, but uh, I, I thought it was weird when I got here. I, I went around looking to see if maybe they were on skeleton crew, but yeah, place is empty. When, when I heard they, they might have been evacuated, but was there another bomb threat? Is that is that what happened here? I, I mean, I did a, I did a quick glance through some of the rooms, but I, I didn't, I didn't sense anyone here. I didn't find anything. I mean, I'm I'm not a, a demo tech. I don't know what a bomb looks like. But where, where did you say the rest of your team was? I'm I'm a single specialist, but I'm from uh, communications. Um, we we're working out of the the same HQ down at City Hall. Is mm. that jive? Like, is that common? Um, I mean, there are like hundreds of soldiers in the uh, 
in the HQ and there's like other dormitories kind of set up for, for soldiers in and around the city nearby, but you've never seen, uh, I mean, you've seen fourth battalion people, but you've not seen her. Um, when she mentions a bomb threat, that sort of, uh, triggers a thought for trust. And, uh, this seems like a, this seems like a great, uh, that would be, this would be a great target for a bomb. Um, and Tress is going to go around and start opening doors and uh, checking checking rooms. She kind of gets mean, a I, little freaked out here and is like, "Is that is that what you th- is that what you think this is?" I, I I mean, I didn't really think about it when I when I got here, and then I just I went to work. You should you should get to a safe distance. Uh, we'll we, we will we will investigate this. Uh, call in call in for backup. Tell them to establish a perimeter at uh, three blocks. What is it? It's going to be that that large. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Kid, do you want to stand here, ask twenty questions, or do you want to live? Why don't you guys? Why don't you guys take a look and see if there's anything to be worried about before before we get get crazy here? But I, I need to finish my mission. You understand? And and uh, Zinnia, is that your name? If you have any uh any any, I can aid you if that would help. Yeah, yeah, I, I would I would suggest that maybe Zinnia would be would be a great uh, addition to to uh, to help this with that. Does anybody else have computers as a skill that wants to help out, or do you guys want to break off and search the place? Uh, I can help. I will continue to search the facility. Okay, yeah, so I, me and Devasho are together. Electronic devices. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm sorry. There, mm-hmm. I don't know that Zenia would say this out loud, but this seems very suspicious. Like, was there a bomb threat before? Because we weren't aware that there was a bomb threat when the bomb went they off might, on well, us. Well, my, my thinking is there's no bomb threat. There might just be a bomb. I was about to say, Najiri Right, but where said, did this person get the idea that there was a bomb threat ever? Oh, uh, Najiri said that they're, the people that work here said that they were evacuated, but there was no official order that came through like the military or police that they can find. So, I mean, no one's here, so it, it probably was evacuated. Yeah, yeah, I'm just wondering, I mean, it, I, th- I think they said something about like, was there another bomb threat? And I'm just like, was there a bomb threat before? Like what, <laughs> oh, what was the well, first bomb threat? If you guys recall, you were exploded by a bomb yeah, uh, right, two days yeah. ago. Right, but that wasn't right, a threat. Yeah, it's right? not a bomb like, threat. That's just a bombing. It was okay. just a bomb. It was yeah, a surprise bomb. Yeah, it's a bombing. Bomb. Yeah, but like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was okay. also a bomb that was a threat. Yeah, it was, I'm it was sorry, also, it was also a terrorist. <laughs> there yeah. was sorry, a bomb. Just, bomb. And, you I know, just that thought was maybe like, I was supposed to read something into that line. I don't but, okay, think sorry. other soldiers know anything about the Reckoners back of the base, but they had heard that you guys got exploded and perhaps nearly burnt down. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, that scuttlebutt is surely mm-hmm. happening here. <laughs> um, yeah, I gotcha. can say there might be some more information if you if you do want to go out and search some of these rooms while you guys are hacking. Or yeah. Devasha will just start popping open some doors on the and, and taking a peek in. Um, these ones on the west side of the building here, as you as you open up, fairly nondescript, what looks like cubicle workstations. Um, you don't really do you, do you want to spend some time like thoroughly searching them or mm. like flipping over tables and stuff and pushing <laughs> pushing down cubicle walls off of space time? Uh, I think if Devasha just sees a bunch of cubicles, that probably isn't going to interest him any. So I think he would just continue to move down the the, the way. In the the northwest corner of the building, uh, you find what looks like a, a small break room. Um, you know, there's like a table, some plastic chairs, maybe a, a couch in like one corner here with a, a counter with some like a, a toaster, a coffee maker. Um, 
there is what looks like food just kind of left open here on the table, and you see what seems to be a, a bottle spilled on the ground, some mm-hmm. some sticky oh. red cola. So that that kind of lines up with the fact that people left here in a hurry. Somebody left in a hurry, yeah. 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 Okay. He Devasha will relay this back, and as and he think he would that would cause him to maybe further investigate the room. Yeah, you can you can go in there. Um, did you want to go with either of them? Echo 7, or are you sticking uh, there? Echo 7, I kind of wanted to look at this room that was right here, so oh, I, was yeah. letting, I was letting the story play out with... <laughs> yeah, that that's like a podcast recording booth. It, it does look like where <laughs> audio clips are, are recorded uh, for this security system, so I mean, you can you can pop in there and close the door and start screaming, and <laughs> they can't hear you. Uh, down to the south... This is how like... I feel about Blue Apron! <laughs> Uh, Mailchimp is our sponsor. <laughs> Mailchimp. This stamps.com. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you go to these southern uh, rooms, they they are like larger offices. It looks like a couple of desks here. Um, they have uh, what looks like a pretty low grade tier one computers, uh, as well as some bookshelves. But you don't see anything suspect. Dress mm. as you're you're looking it over. Um, Rebecca, make me another computers check because okay. uh, we've got an aid from from sprouts and an aid from mm-hmm, probably an aid from chinwin yes nope. an aid from chinwin so what okay. what did you get with a plus four so that would be a 21 um higher than that sadly <laughs> uh boy, well, oh, boy. i rolled they a ta- five so <laughs> oh poo yeah they take their security very um uh, serious here at the uh broadcast facility um and as uh, I don't, know, she she probably um, asks you know if she can take like another crack at it herself. Um, but she's looking very stressed out here. Uh, let me make a roll. No, seven on the dice. Um, she's like furiously typing into her data pad, which is hooked up to the system. Is like it seems like I'm I'm not going to be able to do it here. And uh, under pressure, I'm not very good. Um, maybe. Uh, we can do this after. It, it, does Fifth Battalion have a a demo? Uh, squad that can get here soon. Uh, if there is a bomb, then I'd be be very worried. Maybe maybe you all should head out, and I, I, I'll try one more time. Can Sprouts take a crack at it? Yeah, you want to take take a computer's check? Yeah, try. Jeez, Louise, Miles, what do you get? Twenty nine. Okay, you've got. <laughs> I didn't think you had that many ranks or. or I've bonuses. got ten. Yeah, plus, plus ten in computers. Ten in computers. Uh, yeah, so you you like start tap dancing. On her like, data pad. <laughs> move over. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Believe it or not, 29. DC 20. It's amazing what happens when you don't roll single digits. <laughs> I know. When you roll a 19 on the dice, it, it you know, makes a difference. Doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's satisfying. Feels good. Uh, yeah, as you open up the the system here, uh, she's like, yes, it worked. Uh, way to go. What, what was your name again, Rexley? Milo's the name. Sprouts Milo. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, I if you could keep this from my uh, commander that I wasn't able to to crack this thing, I'd be very appreciative. Wasn't able to crack what? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Patrick? <laughs> Fixing the hair is a fi- is a hair fix yeah. move. No, I know exactly mohawk. what it was. I know exactly what it was. It was hilarious. Uh, make me another sense motive check, uh, Sprouts. Can we all make sense motive at this point? No, you're not there. It's so, uh, 24th. <laughs> she has no attraction to you whatsoever and is being very polite, but seems to be uh, grinning through fear. Um, she hits like download on her 
her data pad and is kind of like smiling at you guys. Just like, I'm ready to get out of here. I don't know about you. <laughs> you're, so you're saying she has no attraction to Sprouts or to Echo? Uh, Sprouts. Oh, Who's well, that doesn't make any sense. Talking to. <laughs> okay. It would make sense if it was Echo. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Yeah, that's a robot right there. Okay. I am difficult to love. <laughs> Um, well, we oh my goodness! Go, well, I, I guess we're gonna take a look at this. Uh, I this I just remember there was a there was a package in one of the offices down the hall. Do you do you think that could be? Do you think they sent uh, an explosive of, of some kind? No. <laughs> Let's check and see what's on the data pad first. What? Do you, what? Just the from City Hall? Yeah. I mean, you can take a look at it here on the computer. Um, but my job's done here, soldiers, and I don't want to stay in this uh, building any longer. If there might be a a bomb. Wait. So wait. There was a. I, I'm not there. Never mind. Uh huh. Yeah. No. no. We've got Zinnia, Sprouts, and maybe Echo Seven in the room. He might be screaming in the sound booth. No. He uh, he he I... cut his uh, podcast. Uh, he cut his ad for uh, uh, Honey the thing. Purple mattresses. Purple mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> All these things that aren't actually sponsoring our show that we beats should cut by out. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best audio quality for your podcasting needs. Uh, what what is Zidia and Sprouts want to do here? Uh, could I could I uh, snatch the data pad out of her hand? Make yeah, reflex girl. Safe. Is that not sleight of hand? If you want to do that, that is also fine. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no! It's a natural one, but that's a fourteen. I've never seen you roll so bad. I know it's terrible. Terrible. What was uh, as, what was the other roll that she could have done? Uh, reflex, but a one on either case is going to be a fail here. As you like, move your hand to the data pad on the the desk here. A knife stabs through the the data pad and she pulls it out. She said, "This could have been very easy. We're gonna make it very hard, aren't you?" Initiative roll time, everybody. Yeah, baby. We're, the, we're gonna. Guys, yeah. I have found the break room and moon <laughs> here. Yeah, I was I was about to deliver a yeah for you, and then everyone got silly. Oh no, Rebecca rolled another one. <laughs> oh, another so one. Sprouts. Sprouts and Zinnia did not see this coming, even if the players did. <laughs> but Shrek's did. <laughs> oh my lamp! <laughs> so we have to talk about this because oh. we can't obviously can't see roles on a podcast. <laughs> uh, Zinnia's initiative, a natural one. Sprouts' initiative, a natural one. Tress' initiative, not in the room, a natural twenty. <laughs> That's right. My, I feel like my spidey senses are tinted, my are tingling. <laughs> Devasho's initiative, again, not in the room and huge to be able to squeeze through that door. A natural toot, 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 kaboom. Yeah, uh, we got and, some good rolls. And then, of course, Echo 7 rolled a 15, which ro- resolves to a 23. <laughs> And I'm gonna roll an initiative. High numbers, bingo. Uh, close enough. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you're going against two natural ones, so. Yeah, close enough point. in that room. <laughs> yeah, you're a high school bully against a bunch of middle school kids. Have I was about fun. to say, I, unfortunately, I do think I'm giving myself a surprise round, and that knife is coming out of the the data pad and is immediately going for your chest, Zinnia. <gasps> oh no. Yeah, don't take my data pad. I'll take your data pad. Flat-footed AC. Ooh, only a six on my attack. What is your flat-footed KAC? Uh, that'd be a 15. Oh, that is a hit. Oh, this is a D4. To be fair, Zinnia kind of asked for that. Uh, six points of damage as slashes right through your 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 lighter armor up by your breastplate, uh, by your clavicle there. And in the normal turn order, you hear 
maybe a scuffle happening over comms. Uh, Echo 7, you see what looks like this this specialist here uh, bringing a knife against Zinnia. What do you want to do, Drew? Sprouts get down, taking a shot. I'm um, 16 <laughs> inches tall. Yeah, it may be light cover, but <laughs> he doesn't have to, like, duck. Uh, oh, should I take two shots? No. Nah, I'm going to take one shot. Single shot. What, you, what, what weapon are you? Uh, the azimuth artillery laser. So my beefier. My beef. It's a 19 to hit. Oh, against EAC, it's definitely a hit. For 13 points of damage. Ooh. I was giving her a bonus for Sprouts being in the way, but uh, no, that is a hit that connects, burning a hole through her shoulder here as she screams out in pain. As, ah! um, Drop the knife and we will have a better conversation. There is a wild look in her eyes as she turns to face you, uh, kind of snarling. Uh, but before she gets to act, uh, Trest, in the hallway south of this room, you hear a shot blast out and fighting going on. I turn on a dime and I book it all the way back up into the room. And uh, let's see, actually, actually, I think I'm going to, once I get here, I, I, I can see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm just sort of outside of the room, but the doors are open, and I see uh, this person they, wielding a knife. They like automatically open as you approach. Uh, and uh, I say, "What was oh, what was her name?" Chindwin. Uh, Chindwin. I say, "Chindwin, drop the knife." And I uh, I put out my hand as to say, "Stop!" Mm-hmm. Uh, and she can make a. I think it's a will save. I'm rolling a d20. Oh, and, I think ooh, that save is made with a i I've rolled a 20. 20 on whatever it is. Uh, what what are you doing right now? All right. She will only take... Oh. Uh, I'm only taking four damage. Ah, butts. With what a mind you? thrust. Cast it. Oh, no. Yeah, so, like, your inner head scanner style trying to, like, get her to, like, go down. Right. And, uh, yeah, you detect, like, a lot of hate in there. And she's like, no. Kind of shakes it off. So only taking four points of that. Ooh, my. Oh my. Uh, she's still looking fight and fit here. Maybe has a, a strength that you didn't see before. And it is on to her turn. As she's got her full turn here. Oh, boy. Doesn't look good. Um, You guys don't have melee weapons out. So she's going to pull back towards the door. Towards Trest. And move about 30 feet. Uh... Can she get there? No. She can only go. She's going to go about 10 feet or so. And uh, moving towards the door, but going to move right over to Echo 7. And as she does, she's like dodging and weaving out of the way, trying to like get around your next shot. Uh, and she's going to make a trick attack against our, our good friend Echo 7. So let's, let's make that trick first. A 17 on the dice. That is a successful trick. And attack roll as this blade is coming out towards your towards your chest, right through the armor. Uh, what is your flat-footed KAC? Uh, flat-footed KAC is going to be 17. Oh my goodness, 19 normally. Uh, that is oh, thankfully just a hit. I rolled a seven on the dice here. And uh, uh, trick trick is off, so it is a D4. And oh, you guys, you get two of you know it, a D8 on the trick. 14 points of damage as she rams that knife right into your chassis, right past the SDF armor. 
Ooh, and that is her turn bringing, <laughs> bringing us to Zinnia, who's like maybe a little shell-shocked being slashed at. Uh, what would you like to do, Rebecca? Yeah, her uh, default move uh, when she's shocked in that way is to just fly up. Ten feet up, yeah. yeah right to the she's, ceiling. She's startled. Um, and uh, actually, I'm going to kind of move diagonally up in the air, mm-hmm. um, get out of the way of, of cover, and take a shot with my Thunderstrike Sonic Pistol. Shooting down on her as she is attacking your teammate, Echo 7. I mean, it... Is there an identify piece to this to get the bonus on the trick? I mean, she's human, right? Uh, yeah, that that is life science. Um, no, no bonus as she's not a not an example of xenobiology, but you can still figure out kind of her movement, I guess, by that. All right, oh, so twenty nine <laughs> on that. Yeah, so yes, I, mean, I know she's human. <laughs> she is a, a trained human, perhaps soldier <laughs> of, of some sort. Uh, but uh, her cells are filled with mitochondria, the powerhouse. You know, you know the weak weak point is like mid chest, a little bit to the the the. <laughs> left uh, of right, on her side. Right. <laughs> like that's a good good place to, to yeah. point somewhere to. around the here head. or up here or, or like some on the legs maybe. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, go go um, right ahead. That is a successful life science. All right. Um. So that's a CR four or lower on that trick attack. Nah, that's a success. Awesome. So um, she is now going to be, I'm going to say flat-footed until my next turn. And the attack is a 27. I hate Good rolls this time. No. We're the ones. Bring the ones back, Rebecca. She's back. (laughs) She's always super hit. 19 on the dice. Um, Whoa. Yeah, you you blast her like right behind her ear with a a thunder strike. And you see blood splurting out. How much damage is that? 14. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, and she is bloodied literally by that. You see it like pouring out of her ear as this sonic of blast uh, is nearly knocking her over. Um, that is Zenia's turn. Oh boy, I do not like level four operatives. She is flat-footed, and Sprouts is your turn. This is this is my worst case scenario of like operative right after each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously I'm gonna call my target and go back up on my perch, which is Echo Seven. Ooh. And gonna try to do my trick attack. Imagine at this point you have like steps built into his armor, just like <laughs> we, we, we're like in sync now. Like he's got like things all pop up as soon as I'm like making my leap. The, the elf fan is holding the gun and you're like scrambling up. All right, so here we go. Oh no! Ooh, oh, there it that's is. Gonna do it. Natural, a natural one. One. Oh, thank goodness I have the. Uh, well, we have Which our means that online. is two natural ones in a row for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good Re- reset your cash. Oh, shut uh, up. Do, do you want the, because uh, this is a credible threat here. You guys are going up against, uh, uh, which means if I roll a natural 20, I get a crit card. But for a crit fail, do you want the Starfinder official deck or our fan generated? Fans. Oh, my goodness. Putting it in the fans' hands. <laughs> okay. Don't fail me, fans. Uh, www.cosmiccrit.com. You can find uh, Critical Fail Deck, which 
think we need to add to. I don't know if that's up yet, but we need to get some more of these. They're so good. And this is a, a ranged attack submitted by CJ. Uh, it's called a failing common to that model. Your weapon now functions and explodes in your hand, immediately gains the broken condition Ugh. and deals damage that you would have been dealt to the enemy on a hit. Did you roll low on that damage attack? Yeah. Six. Right, so I'm not gonna. Uh, the trick attack doesn't go through, but this six damage is as the uh, electricity kind of surges through your elf and shocks your back. Ooh, that's a hard one. And my weapon's broken. Broken. You can still use it. There's a negative uh, associated with that. Okay. Until it is fixed. Um, that is your turn, natural one, and we are on to Devasho with the natural two. Yeah. Listen, I just I move a bunch. Let's just move on. <laughs> What's your, what's your movement these days? Thirty five. So I'm just double moving, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not taking the whole double move. Um, uh, Devosh is just moving up back to those the original double doors that led into this broadcasting center. Um, but he doesn't want to get in Tressway. You're cutting um, off her uh, her her exit. The only exit out of this room. Yeah, pretty much. Ooh, oh, you do not want to uh, send this person into a no flight scenario as it is on now. Turn to Echo Seven. We're back to you. Still flat-footed. Seems like that blast to her ear uh, has momentarily distracted her. Uh, what would you like to do? I know you're going to have a hard time hearing me, but this is your last chance to stand down. <laughs> what? <laughs> Intimidate check. Oh. Intimidate to, indeed, she seemed a little scared earlier, something you might have picked up on. Uh, now, this is going to be to uh, to bully, to um, give her that negative status here. And this is based on CR. Go ahead and make that check. That's a natural one on the intimidate check. So we're just going to go ahead and take our shot. <laughs> Boy, howdy. I love it. Uh, I believe it is a standard action to try that intimidate. If you want to take that back, <laughs> you can, but uh, I'll allow you to make an attack. There will be a bit of a negative on it. <laughs> She's not intimidated at all. <laughs> I was really hoping that was going to do something a little more than that, but well, you here we go. Hi, something cool could happen. <laughs> Uh, we'll never know. I was going to take two shots, but now I'm just going to take the one because pronk it. I failed that. Here we go. Taking a shot with the azimuth artillery laser. It's a 16 to hit EAC. Right. Flat footed, but I'm giving you a bit of a negative there. As, uh, you are not allowed to do that in the uh, the future. It's a, it's a standard action on that. Uh, that is a miss. Miss against... EAC right now, um, which brings us to Trest. Trest, who oh, is right. right there at the door. Yeah, uh, I can see that she's she's making her move here, and uh, sort of our ranged combatants are in trouble. So I'm stepping in. I'm stepping right up uh, with the sword, and uh, I can see that she's taking some damage. She's bleeding from her ear. Oh, she's and, she's way hurt. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 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 just uh, say. I say, stand down, and um, and I uh, whack her with the flat of my blade. You trying Take non-lethal? Trying some non-lethal here. Alrighty, a right, little more it's difficult. It's questions answered. Let's see here. Make sure that's uh, yeah, okay. So that's a minus four for non-lethal with a lethal weapon. Correct. Here we go. Oh, only a twelve versus flat-footed. That's not gonna do it. Yeah, she manages to just deflect it last second with her blade as she's still reeling from this 
this blast this last turn, but she kind of shakes her head off and uh, hmm. as a free action, I say, Echo, get back. Uh, no attack of opportunity for you because she is going to mark you as her target oh, here. She's got the thing. <laughs> move. Yeah, move uh, over to your side. Try and jab at you as well. It's time for a trick attack. A 15 on the dice. You are tricked. Attack roll time. Pa, pa, pa. Ooh, a five Ooh. on the dice. Uh, you're flat-footed. KAC. Is a 15. <laughs> Roll exactly 15. Yes. <laughs> right on the dice. Okay. Whew. Uh, D4 and D8 coming your way. Ooh. Okay. Uh, that is 13 points of damage. Once again, sticking you. She seems to know all of the ins and outs of your guys' armor and is able to get that blade in there. Um, let's go back to Zinnia. Rebecca. All right. That blast blast nearly had her uh, down. What do you want to do now? Um, Roll more ones, because I would that would help me out immensely. You guys have rolled like five this combat, and I thank you. I want to uh, tell us what was on the data pad. I mean, that's what we want, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that data pad is a little fried. It might take some some work, but uh, uh, she she laughs, kind of like brings the blade up, smells shearing blood and licks it says you're gonna find out in just a minute when it's blasted all over the city <laughs> aha jokes on you sriracha blood tastes like sriracha <laughs> what too spicy too spicy for you uh, oh, good apologies trust you are a shirin not a sriracha mm, no i think that's canon now shiracha shirin <laughs> south of the border shirin racha is Known by the wasp on the bottle. Imagine right, it's gross. Right, there's right. there's Strix blood. There's Amranta. There's Sheeran on it now. <laughs> She's gonna gonna taster's test. Uh, Rebecca, what what are you doing? Um, can I do a non-lethal strike with my sonic pistol? Yep, it doesn't have the non-lethal capability, so it is a negative four. But okay. that damage will be on the. Can you do that with the trick attack? Yeah, you can. All right, so the trick attack is a three or lower, CR three or lower. That is a fail. Aw. But the attack is a, I guess it would be an 18. Uh, With the negative four, that is a hit. So that goes through. How much non-lethal damage are we talking? That is six non-lethal damage. Okay, and she is still up after that. But, ooh, she's looking (laughs) pretty hurt. Uh boy very hurt by that is yeah a lot of that is absorbed by some of her armor but uh you see it still shakes her and she looks back in your direction not sure who she's going to attack next turn uh if she gets there sprouts marlow though is next not flat-footed right now any longer um would it be a it's you said it's negative to use my gun oh yeah you're it is yeah, it has the broken condition, which can I, I take the turn is, to fix it? Uh, no, it'll it'll take some time. Um, All right, or can a, I switch out my guns then? Uh, you can. I mean, it's only a negative two to attack and damage, so it's it's up to you. Uh, you know, pulling out the other gun will take a, a move action, so you wouldn't be able to trick, but you can still. T- okay, yeah, shot. I'll I'll stick with what I've got, and hopefully Ooh. someone can fix my gun. Don't roll. If you roll that <laughs> broken again, that's I will explode this gun. <laughs> 
it's a CR 14 or lower for the trick. Ooh, tricked. And uh, 21, so minus two would be a 19 to hit. That is a hit. Uh, well, it's flat-footed. So do you want her flat-footed or off-target? Off-target. Off-target. Ooh, going to be a little harder to hit. <laughs> if I keep rolling low numbers, <laughs> then... And then that's uh, five damage. You said minus two uh, as well? Yeah, and the trick. So just uh, was it eight in total. So yes. six going through, and okay. she is still up. Lethal damage, though. She is looking pretty hurt as that shock kind of like is shaking her arm. She's holding the, the knife with. And that brings us to the big boy, to Devosho at the end of the turn order. What you got, Tyler? So Devosho's graviton attuned. And uh, instead of he's going to kind of reach out maybe with his shield. And as I envision this is that literally like kind of graviton energy that's kind of corrupted dark graviton energy begins to swirl around her. And she has to make a fortitude save. Oh, goodness gracious. You guys are me making saves. All right, here I, we go. Uh, I need a low roll here, Patrick. <laughs> Single digits. Dang it. 15 on the dice. Fortitude. Ooh, it's her weakest. A total that is she's 15. Yeah, she's yeah. What, what are you trying to do? I was trying to hold her in place. Ah, I was trying to use my new ability. New ability. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, that, but I will, I will move into the door frame just to continue to <laughs> block it even more. Be a body in the way. Oh, there's no uh, escape here. <laughs> maybe set up some flanking opportunity. Uh, I think I, I found my new target next turn. <laughs> Take you out. Go for uh, it. Echo 7, turn 3. What you got, Trey? Uh, Echo 7 does not care about non-lethal damage. It's going to take an azimuth artillery laser shot at this Ooh. person. Oh, she's she's looking really hurt. This might be the one that drops her. Oh. We can't get info from dead people. Yeah. Without well, five. Five. 27 to five. hit, 11 damage. <laughs> Because oh, yeah. we never know what just got uploaded into the, into oh, the yeah. system. There is a very neat laser hole in her chest, and uh, she is dead before she hits the ground. Just blood splurting out of her mouth as she, she drops down. And we are out of combat. Now figure out what she uploaded to the net. With oh, what? The computer is broken. Well, she, no, I, she I, smacked into her own data pad. Uh, if you guys want to access the, oh, the computer yes, she was on. Okay. okay, I misunderstood. Yeah, as you get back into this computer system, uh, you can actually access her data pad still. You just won't be able to use her data pad. But if you want to plug it right back into the computer, you can try and hack her data pad as well. Let's do it. Well, that works, uh, Mother, let me hack it. I am very good. I'll roll for you. Can I? Can I just? <laughs> well, can I just the last time? check? Can I just check under her jacket to make sure she wasn't wearing like a bomb vest or anything? No bomb. That's probably okay. a good idea. Very smart, Jabert. Uh okay. You do find she she does have a, an azimuth laser pistol. Uh, this is like um, this is SDF armor. It is freebooter uh, Mark One armor. And she has. I see. It just wasn't. It just wasn't outfitted to her. That's just why it doesn't fit properly. Yeah. Like inside, maybe you find like a, a different name written on like um, mm. written on the inside of the the jacket. Uh, she has a survival knife, a battery, a hacking kit, and now a broken data pad. But uh, give me a computer's roll. Try and hack this thing if you want. Won't be able to to use the screen, but you can still access the the data core here. So 22 from Zinnia. That is more than enough. This is just a little tier one, and uh, you are able to access it through the, the computer system here or through your own computer. 
you find there's blueprints, kind of like city schematics for this building, the emergency broadcast station. Uh, you find what looks like ha- uh, handwritten notes um, of like New Greca police patrols in the neighborhood, and, like times and dates going back about a week. And digging further into it, you think, oh yeah, Sprouts, you, you take a look at it as well. Rolling a 27 here. The Zinnia passes over it, but you see that same hacker's computer signature in the in the code, in like the base code of the computer, the stylized symbol of an insectile claw. Um, besides that, there's like a lot of ho-hum stuff. It looks like this was just used for, you know, like her personal data pad as well. There's like receipts from the a dry cleaning and it says, you know, military uniforms, things like that. Um, here in New Graca. But in addition to that, and on this computer, you guys discover what she was attempting to to upload. Uh, it is like, you know, like still in the process of being uploaded by this computer. So you can obviously just stop it right now. But playing it for yourself to hear, it is audio only, a, a woman's kind of low monotone voice intoning. And it is a voice that you have heard in your dreams as she says, The reckoning is at hand. The wrath of the swarm will soon descend upon those who would deny this system's rightful rulers. They are the scourge sent to punish the wicked. No sins can be kept secret from the hive mind. This resistance is pointless. Suskeland's military can't protect our world any better than they could their own. The swarm will consume all. If you want to repent and survive, join them. Join the Reckoners. If you seek us, we will find you. Follow Sister Spark. Welcome the swarm. Let this city burn. And one last thing. To be continued. There it is. <laughs> I hate to say that I was right about swarm sympathizers, but I called it. Yeah, yes, that is a good, that was a good, good shot. That was a good cold shot there. Yes. We I have all I seen that season of Battlestar Balapadaba. Spacetica? Spacestar. Spacetica. Gattaca. Yeah, lots of stuff going on. Oh, boy. This has actually been, uh, despite the fact that I don't have hordes of swarm to throw at you right now, this has been one of my favorite episodes so far. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that was fun. You guys, you, you, as players, you seemed very suspect of my kind-hearted Lieutenant Chindwin. But I believed in her. Anybody that has art where they're holding a weapon out. Eh, yeah. uh, also, she has a very grumpy face, like, <laughs> which is usually how you know bad people. Dude, also, I mean, you say that, but our, our commander has a super grumpy face. I mean, uh, but you happened to mention that the, you happened to mention that the uniform didn't fit right. And it's like, oh, OK, mm. kill her. <laughs> I had a whole lie uh written down ready if um if you asked about the the jacket but uh didn't have to use it uh that that was a ton of fun i want to thank you guys for playing with me this week thank that's you Patrick. Better, yeah. listeners thanks for listening that's what listeners do and uh thanks for tuning in we'll see you next time <laughs> good night everybody good night Bye-bye. listeners Bye-bye. thank you Bye.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.